This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we are less than a week, less than half a week, I think, maybe at this point, uh, just a handful of days away from the beginning of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We Woo-hoo! tell you, Yeah, it's exciting, man. <laughs> People are jazzed up. They're getting prepped. They're getting their stuff together. They're get, checking over their lists, checking it twice. Getting pre-party. Ga- ga- pre- right, get pre-party. <laughs> ga- I, I hear some people even going up there earlier than uh, than Monday. So there's that. But the event starts Monday. It goes through Sunday. So the 20th through the 26th, that's when it's officially happening. That's correct. There's going to be so much going on. It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's an event that is just chock full of liberty-minded people getting together all in the same place, the beautiful Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire, the White Mountains. It's so pretty to just be there. If you were there just by yourself, it would be a good time just because it's beautiful. But you're going to be there with hundreds of other, maybe even a thousand, like-minded, liberty-oriented people, which just takes it the experience, you know, yeah. to the moon. Uh, it's it's incredible, and it that's keeps- that's what makes it the experience. Yeah, being in the mountains is beautiful, and, and in nature, and getting back to sort of a simpler sort of life. Of course, that's that's refreshing, and that's wonderful. But the people there make it a community. So it's not just nature, but it's a nature. It's nature. It's nature. Nature. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, people coming from all around. It's an international event. I know that uh, there's. You said there's a band guy who's coming in from Canada. That's right. Uh, as I understand, there's it, always Lindy somebody from Europe. Norton. Always somebody from uh, you yeah. know, pretty much all the continents. We actually, actually, over at the KC, we have a visitor from Portugal. Incredible. So, uh, and I know for a fact that's Europe, isn't it? Yeah, there I know for a fact there's a guy from Australia who's who's on his. He's already over in the U.S. He's traveling around the U.S. now on his way up to uh, two to continents Portugal. down. Yeah. So it's incredible. Uh, it's a great time. People love freedom. They get together. They hang out in the woods. There's partying. There's family fun activities. There's going to be contests, games, I mean, uh, musical performances, karaoke. Uh, it's going to be a blast. You can go and go to porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can use our discount code to save some money. Uh, save 20%. It's Free Talk Live. Run all those words together. And actually, we've got somebody on the line here who apparently was going to be at Porkfest, but I guess, unfortunately, something came up. Uh, J. Neil Shulman, a uh, fairly uh, widely renowned author, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, J. Neil, are you with us? I am with you, and uh, thank you for that inter- introduction. Yeah, welcome. What? Why couldn't you make it to Porkfest this year? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm uh, pretty porky myself, and unfortunately, the uh, round-trip first-class tickets, which uh, 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 Porkfest would have had to pay for to get me there, was a little beyond their range. Wow. Oh, I see. Hmm. But however, um, uh, the Silver Circle people, Pasha Roberts and uh, Megan Renfrey, are going to be uh, screening my movie, Lady Magdalene's, which I uh, wrote, produced, and directed. And uh, it's going to be uh, Wednesday in the media room, just before you guys, uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. And uh, what is this movie? I'd like to call in right after the screening to do Q&A. We might be able to do that. It all depends on uh, how things are going at that time. But what is because uh, we kind of just fly by the seat of our pants uh, when it comes to uh, to pork fest. <laughs> That's about right, as we normally do. Um, but uh, what is this movie? I've never heard of it. Lady Magdalene's. First of all, it stars uh, Nichelle Nichols, who you'll remember as the original Lieutenant Horror from Star Trek. Oh wow! Okay. And it's a suspense comedy 
uh, the theme of which is how government is entirely incompetent in protecting anybody in the war on terror. And it's about a, um, uh, a federal agent who has to turn to the gun-toting madam of a legal Nevada brothel and several of her prostitutes to be able to figure out an al-Qaeda plot centering around uh, one of the girls at the brothel. So is she the madam then? Michelle uh, Nichols plays Lady Magdalene's Maggie, yes. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, people don't know that uh, before she um, uh, even went on Star Trek, Michelle was renowned as a singer. She had been uh, hmm. discovered by Duke Ellington and was, you know, pretty much considered the toast of Paris before she, uh, uh, before Gene Roddenberry um, roped her into uh, uh, Star Trek. And uh, Michelle sings three songs uh, in the movie, including a live performance of Rahab the Harlot. Uh, before an uh, before an audience in the parking lot of the uh, of the Perum Nugget Casino. So then, does it qualify as a mu- uh, musical? Well, I mean, there's a lot of music in it, but it's not a musical. It's a yeah. suspense comedy. It's you know, it's, it's sort of like you know, uh, maybe like a, a Hitchcockian type of suspense thriller, like something like uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much, which, as you recall, had uh, had Doris Day singing in it. Now, what's your role, Jane Neal? Are you the author? Are you you know the writer of the movie, the director? I mean, what what do you do there? Yes, to all of the above. I wrote the movie, I produced the movie, I directed the movie, I play an al-Qaeda terrorist in the movie, and I wrote several of the songs. Wow, that's, uh, that's incredible. So what can people expect um, from their experience when they, when they go uh, you know, see it here, uh, what, 5 to 7 on Wednesday at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Right, right in the media room, yes. Uh, what, what they can expect is just a, a, a lot of good, clean, libertarian fun. Well, it's not the only movie that's uh, debuting as well. I believe uh, also Libertopia, which is a film about the Free State Project, a documentary film, will be debuted, I believe, yep. at Porkfest. And, right. and, and, of course, the Silver Circle people are going to be showing you know, a, a rough cut of what they have of Silver, Silver Circle. Yeah, I heard about that as well, and I feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like there's one more. Guns and Weed? Guns and Weed, which is a <laughs> fine, fine film from awesome. uh, Nima Vidati and uh, Michael uh, Dean out, uh, out west. Good stuff. Hey, Jay Neal, thanks for the call wait, tonight. I, oh, I have one question, oh, though, before you go question. on. Uh, Jay Neal, alongside Knight is your famous sort of libertarian novel. Could you, uh, you know, tell me real quick about it? I've heard about it. You know, for years, but I don't know anything else. Well, the first thing I need to tell you about Alongside Night is that uh, uh, over 281,000 people have downloaded the free 30th anniversary PDF edition from www.alongsidenight.net. And uh, hopefully some of your uh, uh, listeners, maybe even you, will uh, want to do the same thing. Since if I didn't mention it before, it's free. Yeah, free is a good, good way to get your books, no doubt. So, uh, and what, uh, alongside night, uh, you know, it's one of those uh, libertarian books which just, you know, just goes back all the way. It first came out October sixteenth, nineteen seventy nine, with endorsements on it from uh, from uh, Milton Friedman uh, uh, right after he'd won the Nobel Prize in economics, wow. and uh, Anthony Burgess who wrote A Clockwork Orange, and uh, Congressman Ron Paul uh, endorsed the thirtieth anniversary edition and. Uh, uh, Glenn Beck raved about it on his radio show, even though he couldn't get the title right. You know, I have to say, uh, Jay Neal, it's refreshing to hear an author who is willing to give away his product. I mean, that's uh, that's refreshing in this day and age where some people are still trying to kind of uh, grasp a hold of this uh, concept of intellectual property as though it's it's somehow... Well, things you know, are changing on the, yeah. uh, the Internet, and unfortunately, if you don't give it away, somebody can give it away for you if you right. don't want I mean, them to. I think it's good to see people embracing a kind of a new model of, uh, of distribution, and I really oh, appreciate I, actually, that. Actually, I'm, uh, I'm one of the first people who endorsed that uh, back in uh, in uh, the 1980s? I started a uh, uh, an e- uh, one of the first commercial ebook companies called SoftServe, and then uh, in 1995 I started a Pulpus.com, 
And uh, we, you know, we, we pretty much uh, uh, pioneered the commercial ebook. But I never really got to uh, to use the business model which I used with Alongside Night, which is to fill the book with display advertising and then hmm. give it away for free. Incredible! I, I, and it's working out for you. I mean, when did you start doing that? Uh, actually, uh, almost exactly uh, two years ago. Uh, we released the 30th anniversary edition of Alongside Night on uh, June 13th, 2009. And as I say, we've had uh, over 200, I haven't checked it today, but uh, as of a couple of days ago, it was 281,600 downloads. Awesome. That's a real success story. Yeah, it's always yeah. interesting to hear and, people. And, and for your listeners, uh, the reason why uh, people are uh, you know, so interested in Alongside Night is that it was science fiction when it came out in 1979, but it's not science fiction now. Mm, uh, really? Because it's about the, it's about the uh, pending economic collapse of the United States due to hyperinflation. Can't happen soon enough. Thanks, Jay Neal Shulman, and I appreciate your call tonight, and, uh, and good luck with the screening. Quarter of a million downloads is stunning. At Porkfest. Thank you. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever it is you want and take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. Coming up, we've got all kinds of stuff to uh, discuss with you. Of course, you can uh, take control of news in, the, well, I guess there's an update out of Orlando. We told you about the folks that have been arrested down there. Fifteen people, as of a last report. Oh, wow. Uh, been arrested for feeding people. Wow, that's N- heinous. Now that number has increased by about 33%. 1-800-259-9231. One so they are continuing the crackdown in Orlando. We'll give you some details. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free. We've got news updates. You can get signed up and follow emailed updates or Twitter or Facebook, whichever works best for you. It's all free, of course. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on board. That's news.freetalklive.com. I listen to a lot of radio, and here's a podcast that you're going to really enjoy, verbalsurgery.com. Tim Cummins has a way of getting inside your head and making you feel good. I listen to this podcast because it makes me feel better. If I'm uh, stressed or having a bad day, I've got verbal surgeries that are downloaded. I'll download the new one. You can go to verbalsurgery.com and do it yourself. We love our listeners. Listen to this podcast, verbalsurgery.com. You'll be happy that you did. All right. So the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, an update from Orlando. Uh, The crackdown happening there for people or against people who are just trying to feed hungry folks. Uh, But first, we go to Kenny, listening in Florida. Kenny, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Kenny, the players in the house. What's up, y'all? Hey, Kenny. <laughs> haven't heard from you in a while. What's on your mind I know. Tonight? It's been a little minute. Um, have you all seen the new X-Men movie? Negative. I wanted to see it, but uh, just couldn't, you know, I couldn't t- 
uh, get get time away from uh, the family. You made time for Thor, though. You you like that one, right? Thor was good, and uh, but X Men followed it so closely mm-hmm. that it just kind of seemed you know inappropriate. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about the philosophies of Professor X and Magneto. Okay, and basically they have the um, they want to reach the same goal, um, the prosperity for mutants, but they go about it in two different ways, as to where. Professor X is the state has the status attitude, work through the system, you know, mm-hmm. do it for the common good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Magneto pretty much says, leave us alone or there's going to be a price to pay. What do you all think? Who's, who do you all think is um, the bad guy? Well, I, I presume I, I don't know, Mark. You're the comic book guy. Magneto's uh, definitely the bad guy as far as well, the uh, Marvel universe yes, goes. Yes, portrayed as such. Yes, but does he use violence? I mean, absolutely. Yes. Then he's the bad guy. Um, in the cartoon, like, yes, he in the cartoon he does, but with the exception of movie one, he really he really doesn't aggress. It's really people coming after him, and he does. He has the attitude of I'm gonna get them before they get me. I still think he's the bad guy, and, and that's not because I – see, I used to be in that kind of position. I used to think that uh, that, that was okay, that it was all right to you know, take as many of them out as before they get me. They're uh, private for my cold, dead fingers. Right, because I was keenly aware of all of the violence inherent in the system and all of the peaceful people that it aggressed against and that the, the people calling themselves government were constantly and as part of their jobs hurting peaceful people and that really upset me and I knew that they could tar- target me anytime they wanted to and I didn't like that idea and I didn't like that they were targeting millions of people and hurting them and destroying their families and I felt like you know the only solution because I didn't think that the political system was very effective and I was very frustrated by that and I figured the only solution must be to you know just take out as many as you possibly can. I changed my mind about that thank goodness because otherwise I might be dead right now and uh but i changed my mind about it after i i came into a community full of uh, liberty minded people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project that is growing. There are constantly more people moving up here. A new guy moved into Keene just this past weekend. I believe that uh, somebody's moving in here today, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, there's a, a gentleman who's a very who's some very tasty desserts that he likes to make that's uh, going to be moving in from what I understand. And so more new people moving in here a lot, uh, all of the time, every single year. That gives hope uh, where there, there previously for me was none. But I was I would have been the bad guy if I had attacked uh, them, and I could use the excuse I, at any time. I could use the excuse, "Well, they're hurting people. Well, they're threatening me, well, or they were threatening you." Right. Well, they're always threatening you. There's a tax bill due well, every single year. The thing is, is that violence. Whoever uses the violence instantly becomes the villain in the eyes of so many people because mm-hmm. people are sympathetic with the victim. People are sympathetic with the person who is hurt, and if the state comes at you with violence, then they look like the bad guys. But as soon as you cross the state or you start uh, you know, defending yourself from the state or however you wish to phrase it or term it, you instantly, because of the indoctrination, that these people are above the law, these people are special, that as soon as you use violence against them or in defense of yourself, you are instantly seen as a crazy person and written off to a certain extent because the society at large does not accept violence as a solution except when the special people use it. Now that, that right, culture but, needs to um, change, right? But this is but this is where um, where the people who are being aggressed against don't have an upper hand. As to where we talk about in the Marvel universe, mutants—I mean, human beings—can't really come after mutants 
they have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like. Well, we do have the know, upper they, hand. No, 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 we do have the upper hand. What we what uh, the problem is is that hum- these humans, those who are, of us who are being aggressed against, are usually not willing to do anything about the fact that they have the upper hand. If you look at the numbers, we've got way more on our side than they have on their side. The aggressors are a minority. It's just that they get away with it because people have been brainwashed and they're docile and they're not willing to take risks like non-cooperation and civil disobedience. That's the key right there. I mean, if Magneto or whatever and his uh, X-Men were using their powers to like bend the rifles of the people that were coming after them or you know but make honestly it so- this is uh, this isn't too far from what occurs right but then the the uh, the authorities the humans keep on moving the aggression forward mm. and then to the point that you've got to take their nuclear weapon and shove it back up the capitol building and detonate it there in order to get them to stop like because i mean you did know it, did it get them to stop I, it never, it never does. No, I mean, no, this, is, this is the, the point that Magneto's drawn to. He right. says that Homo superior or superior or whatever the heck he calls himself, the the mutants, mm. has to supplant Homo sapien because Homo sapien is such a destructive being, and that you, there's really nothing that you can do but take the vermin and throw pieces of metal through. <laughs> right. Them. Well, it's it. He does have sort of a. I guess a sort of ethnocentric sort of ideology and, and seeing the mutants as a certain ethnicity above and beyond the humans. Uh, maybe there are different species and whatnot, but he does have that sort of xenophobic uh, quality about him. And maybe it's because, you know, they've done him wrong and all this stuff. Of course, we're speculating about comic books, so <laughs> it's kind of amusing. We can speculate all we want. Yeah, but, it's, it's all about speculation. Right. I say, look... If I had the powers of Magneto and somebody came to my house to aggress against me, it probably wouldn't go well for them. And then whomever they called and whatever they drove up in. Well, my point, my point is basically the advancement of technology. You know, what if, you know, it was 200 years ago and we had bayonets and we were being aggressed against with, you know, by Indians with bows and arrows. I mean, they pretty much wouldn't get that far now, would they? I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have a bow and arrow against a bayonet. Any old well, thing. Well, uh, whatever they call no bayonets on a gun, whatever though. they call those That's guns true. or whatever. The Gatling yeah, guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, look, man, I get it. And I, I don't think that there's anything inherently morally wrong with uh, defending yourself against an aggressor. Well, it's a practicality standpoint. And in a Marvel Universe where there is no practical, the practicality standard has changed. I have to say that, well, you know, with, with, when the circumstances change, practicality changes. But generally, I'm opposed to violence because it makes you look like the bad guy. Thanks for the call. More coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you would like. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And the website is freetalklive.com. We've got listening options. 
we got a broadband stream and a dial-up stream, and they're available 24-7. So any old time you want to hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live, just go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can accomplish that there. You'll also learn more about our different listening our alternatives, like our great radio stations, 104 of them across the country that you can tune in at various times throughout the week and listen to Free Talk Live that way. Our satellite listening options, uh, you can get us on XM, on two different XM channels, as well as our free-to-air KU Band satellite channel, plus our webcam and the listen line that allow you to listen from any phone that can dial long distance, go to listen.freetalklive.com. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy. And the taxes that you have to pay on them feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul lingering odors. No smoke, just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your affordable e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL for an additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. So we had Kenny on the line there uh, in Florida, and he had brought up this uh, question about the X-Men, uh, I guess, the Magneto character versus Professor X and their philosophies, and one of them is uh, ostensibly someone who supports the kind of working within the system. The other one, uh, not so much. And one is a, a very, you know, apparently uses violence uh, in defense of himself, and maybe a little further than that. I, I don't know. I've not oh, seen. Oh, he's the movie. certainly done that. I mean, he, he uh, they they've changed the Magneto character. The Magneto character has been around since the '60s, I mm-hmm. think, um, and maybe even farther than that. But I think it was the '60s. So, which character are we talking? about to, uh, the one that's of today the the, the movie character is different um than you know the, the old yeah. uh, head of the brotherhood of evil mutants yeah there's a couple different storylines and there are storylines there are brand new storylines that in, involve like grouping together other comic book acts and sort of they, they go on these journeys and they do these things together in this universe that's created for that so there's a lot of different storylines i think the the keys that i remember about magneto was that he and xavier were friends early on mm-hmm. Um, before when Xavier could walk, I guess they were friends and like growing up and, um, you know, they had this, this friendship about, you know, this situation. And then they both sort of were put in a a predicament with the, the mutant and the state coming after them. And they, they chose different paths. Mm. And became reasons. arch enemies. Yes, that's that's the idea. Yeah. That's comic books for you. That's great stuff. And I, you can kind of take uh, Professor Xavier as uh, Martin Luther King Jr., although more inside the system than MLK ever was, uh-huh. frankly. But you know, the softer side, and and you can take uh, Magneto as the the Malcolm X character, mm. um, and you know maybe even harder. There's certainly the old Magneto was evil, and the new Magneto is kind of uh, you know pressured. I guess is is the way to look at it. But you know, I have had this sort of issue with uh, the idea of these the, the 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 superhero universe. I you know at at night before I would go to bed for a very long time, I would tell myself superhero stories where I was the superhero. <laughs> and nice, you can believe. That I was fighting the state in its various uh, ways, uh-huh. you know, and yeah, when you look at things from the point of view of, you know, having superpowers, and you just don't have them, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I will often 
kid on the air that I've got limited mind control abilities because, you know, I can be a little convincing when I talk to people, especially face to face. But uh, you, nobody's got superpowers. And the idea that you even entertain this with yourself can be very frustrating, sort of in, you know, destroying your uh, your inner peace, because the one of the, the main storytelling tools in comic books and many stories is violence. You know, the, if comic books would be nothing without the bam, whop, kapow mm-hmm. um, of 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 socking, socking the bad guy. I mean, all well, stories have to have conflict. One thing, violence is another. Right. But and but you know, the solution to the conflict in comic books is fighting. Mm-hmm. You don't see them working it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if they do work it out, it's after. Fighting. Ten pages of fighting. So, uh, you know, I mean, for for me, that's one thing I had. It's to It's always put, a reluctant truce, right? I, I had to put aside. I, you know, for a while there, I tried to use. Well, I'll just use mind control instead, because it's not a violent. Uh, it's not the ability to blow somebody up or Wolverine claws or whatever it is. The other stuff is mm-hmm. Wolverine claws. Must be really horrible to imagine. Can you imagine all you've got as a superpower is just cutting people into ribbons, <laughs> I mean, like turning them into hamburger. Uh, but, you know, mind control, a little easier. Obviously, if you could control minds, you could control the world very, very quickly. And Professor Xavier is a, a powerful character. But for me, this is a war- rabbit hole um, down which one can go, and it, it sucks your peace. 1-800-259-9231. You know, I'm glad he brought it up because there's an update on the self-immolation case we told you about last night. And it has to do with the perspective on violence that I think deserves to be discussed a little further. We'll get to that here in a moment. But Greg is in Massachusetts. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Hello there. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Greg? Not much. Um, but we're looking forward to uh, being at Porkstop next Saturday. Excellent. And you're going up Saturday? Or are you going up, the, you mean for the weekend? I'm uh, pretty sure I'm going to be there for, like, Saturday. Oh, man. Well, whatever you can do is worth it. I think I think it's worth it because sure, yeah. it's, it's a blast. Are you going to be able to stay the night at least on that, that night? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to stay the night. That's, All right, cool. that's the plan. Yeah, because uh, it is a long so, drive. I mean, it's going to be yeah. kind of silly to drive up for two hours and, and then leave. So if you can stay for one night, yeah, that's worth the, tr- the trip for sure. Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So, um, anyhow, I want to call two real quick things. Number one. Uh, minor, but you know, I was in town in Boston last night for the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup, and I want to talk about the ridiculous uh, police presence over that. So Please I kind do. of understand the police being spread through the city because riots can happen, but something happened that didn't make sense to me, which was that the mayor issued an order that none of the bars could let anyone in after the end of the second period, mm. and then the bars all had to cover their windows with paper in, like, black bags so people on the street couldn't see the TVs inside the bar. What? And, yeah, it, uh, it's really bizarre to me. And the end result was, you know, just angry people swearing in the street because they couldn't get in anywhere to see the last period of the wow, game. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Let's instigate a riot. Well, We don't want a riot, but yeah. let's create I think one. It's, it's very interesting, this whole sports thing, because it amazes me how people will riot when they're happy about a uh, win. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and... Yeah. You know, it just doesn't fit into my uh, understanding of the world. It's just an entirely different thing. And, I mean, what does someone do in order to handle this issue? I mean, you know, you're here you are. You're the government. What's the best thing the government can do? Leave them alone? They've done that. They riot. Uh, crack down on them? They do that. They riot. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I've, I've heard suggestions that keep them in the stadium uh, for, for the next six hours. Don't let them leave. I mean, incarcerate. 
incarceration, essentially. I, I don't. It's. I don't even know. How about you just leave it up to the property owners to figure out what to do? They'll be shooting people. Well, yeah, no, it's. it's I just didn't. I didn't get the whole not the ordering bars not to let people in after the second period. That was strange. But the other thing I wanted to um to bring up real quick was an update on the corruption trials going on in Cleveland. What corruption so, trials? Uh, yeah, so, so in Cleveland for the past oh, over two years now, there's been pretty massive corruption investigation going on. I think over 50 people have already pled guilty, and what's happening now is the people who refuse to plead guilty have been going to trial. Hmm. And the two judges were implicated in this, and both judges pleaded not guilty. And last week, the second of the two judges was found uh, guilty of corruption, and it was great, actually, because if you go to cleveland.com slash county in crisis, you can listen to the wiretaps. And actually, if I have time this weekend, I might make a short clip of the best parts of these wiretaps mm-hmm. and get it to you guys. But if you listen to the wiretaps, the county auditor called up Stephen Terry, the judge, and gave him two case numbers of a friend and asked him to rig the case in exchange for political favors, Man. which the judge did. And admitted to on the phone. Incredible. Makes, sense. Makes a lot of sense. Greg, thanks for the call. See you at Porkfest. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Speaking of court, there's an update on a man who set himself ablaze yesterday here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. So you can, uh, of course, bring up anything. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. We give them to you for free. Now, if you appreciate that and you would like to, uh, for instance, support the show because the site's free, you can join the AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The concept is that uh, you send us three bucks a month. We give you some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum and podcast and more. And not only do you get those perks, but we'll take that three bucks and we'll reinvest it into the show. It's not going to paychecks. Uh, it is going back into advertising Free Talk Live to new radio stations, advertising Free Talk Live online, and uh, generally expanding uh, the reach of the ideas of freedom to as many ears as possible. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com and help us out. You can use any major credit card via PayPal or your Visa or MasterCard right there on our secure website over at amp.freetalklive.com. We've got an update in the case we told you about last night, uh, the self-immolation case, and we'll bring that. That means he set himself on fire. Yeah, well, it is, you're right, Mark. It is important. That's not a, a common term, thankfully, because it's not too common that people set themselves on fire. We'll uh, give you an update on that here in a moment, but actually we've got somebody on the amp lines, and it's an unscreened call because, well, I didn't have a chance to screen it. <laughs> you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. 
Mark. Hi, Ian. Uh, this, uh, hi, JJ. This is Kurt from Michigan. Awesome. Kurt from Michigan. He who is the uh, audio guru, uh, technical wizard of Porcu- uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. <laughs> well, thank you very much, but you, you put together that radio show there in the middle of nowhere as oh, well. So. Yeah. My radio show <laughs> is, uh, come on now, you're, uh, you're completely downing yourself. Come uh, on, if Kurt. something goes wrong, Kurt, we're calling you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, how do you understand that? My radio show requires like a couple of blinking boxes, one phone line, and a power supply. You've got so many things. Speakers, you, lights. You've got major... What do you got, what do you, what do you got that's new this year, Kurt? Professional mixing boards. I mean, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I, I've I've uh, I've tripled the size of my light show. Whoa. I've got 24 cans. Tripled the um, size? Are you going to need an 18 wheeler to get all that equipment <laughs> up there? You know what? I I thought I, I thought my six by twelve trailer would be enough, but I've totally packed the minivan full too. Wow, it's incredible. Well, you know what killed me? What killed me is is I don't know where to get to go like clamshells. You know, restaurant to go containers in New Hampshire. So hmm. in order for me to have Enough there because I'm also I'm also financing the sa- the salad station. Ah. So in order in order for me to have enough product there to sell, I mean obviously I can't sell product if there's nothing in it or if I don't have anything to put it in. Mm-hmm. Gotta have so it. I had to I had to buy three thousand containers just in case. So that's what's taking up all the real estate. Damn! Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Well, I want to be prepared, you know. Yeah, you got you know, I got a good deal on salad dressing. I'm bringing 200 bottles of salad dressing. Wow. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I want to sell some salads. You are serious about this pork fest, man. I guess Kurt's one of those kind of guys you could just dangle a deal in front of. He'll snap it up. Used helicopters. Yeah. I'll buy two of them. <laughs> uh, I've got pro- consumables are good, though, because people uh, keep coming back for more if it's, uh, if it's tasty. Indeed. Used Indeed. helicopter, you can only sell, uh, you know, uh, so many of those. <laughs> am, am I the... Am I the Am I the first guy on his way to Park Fest already this year? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, we, you're the first guy to call Free Talk Live to announce that you're on the way to Are Park you on the Fest. road right now, Kurt? I'm on the road right now. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, uh, coming, I'm 70 miles from Erie, PA right now. So oh, I'm, man. You'll I'm be here ready. before you know it then. Yes. So are you going straight well, up to the campsite, or are you going to kind of tour, uh, tour around the southern portion of the state? Well, you know, I've got I've got my trailer in tow, and one of the things that I have to do for the salad station is make sure that I have two refrigerators. So I'll be touring the I'll be touring the state for Saturday and Sunday, looking for two refrigerators off a of Craigslist. Wow! Wow! Man, you've yeah. got your hands full, dude. I, I bit off I think exactly as much as I can chew. That's amazing to me that anybody can handle that level of responsibility. I'm just wondering, and, you know, and do I have the- enough? Uh, do I have my tent? Do I have my sleeping bag? <laughs> For the people who don't know, well, luckily, I'm in, luckily I'm in a hotel. Well, for the people who don't know, Kurt uh, is running the lights and and uh, sort of the main stage at at Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011. Mm-hmm. He's also uh, you you've got some equipment maybe on the uh, the jazz hall too, but just running got, the yeah. just running the main I've stage also got alone. Two drum set. And two drum sets. So just running the, the main stage alone and having to do with all the acts and speakers and lighting setups and and uh, you know that's that's a full time full-time job. job. You know, I've got I've got a friend of mine who I brought last year, Andrew, who's who's got mad culinary skills. So I told him that you know, once we get to Pork Fest, I'll do all the logistics. I'll do I'll make sure you got food to cut, but I can't help you cut it. Yep. <laughs> and yep. 
and we're going to split the profit half and half, you know. So That's fantastic. He's getting a good deal, and I'm getting a good deal, and hopefully everybody will, will be able to eat good salads as, as well as make a profit. That's good, because I know that there, I was talking with a young lady uh, from Porkfest last year, and she was saying that was something that was missing from Porkfest, was some sort of a salad station. And uh, so it sounds like, again, the, the gaps are being filled. Uh, there's more food providers this year uh, than there were last year. And, of course, we're talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening all next week, Monday through Sunday, so the 20th through the 26th. And you don't have to pack a thing as far as food. You can. I mean, you can bring no, it but it's a, it's a true free market experience yeah. where the vendors bring what they think will sell, and they take chances, they take risks, sure. bringing certain items. And now Kurt is filling a niche that wasn't filled last year, sort of a market response. And uh, so the we'll see. Speaks, I listen. That's right. And so we'll see how successful you are with your uh, your new venture here. And and as always, well, thank you for helping out with well, the lighting and, and sound. You know, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm 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 so on board with the cause. I, I just I, I love it. I, I think I think that that the, the way it not only what you want to achieve, you know, what people in the Free State Project want to achieve, but the way they want to achieve it as well is what attracted me the most. Kurt, great man. Thanks. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Well, actually, I want I want to talk to you about words. Words, please. It, yes, I, I'd like to I'd like to talk to you about what, what you think about the word citizen. Okay. Are you asking, or you want to talk to me about that? Yeah, yeah. I like I like I like for you to refresh everybody's uh, you know everybody uh, okay. in Radioland your your thoughts on the word citizen. Well, I I don't you know, I I don't think it it's real. I mean, it's an, it's a concept that uh, is it, people believe in it, but they only believe in it because they've been told over and over again that it's true. Oh, well, you're a U.S. citizen. Well, <laughs> because you were born here, you're a U.S. citizen. Well, that's not true, uh, because if you look at the legal definition and the regular definition of citizen, it's essentially the same. The definition is that a citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection, meaning that they give up some freedom, they will be allied with the government, they will do as they are told in return for, they'll pay what they're told to pay, they'll do what they're told to do in return for the idea that the government will protect them in return for some actual service of protection from you know the boogeyman out there. And it turns out that the government doesn't protect you. Uh, the government protects itself. The right. government isn't interested in keeping you safe unless it's beneficial somehow to the government to do that. And so if the uh, government people do not protect you, you cannot sue them. People have tried this, and they have failed miserably because the court systems and the Supreme Court has ruled again and again that there's no obligation to protect. There's no obligation not only to protect, but there's no obligation, period. There's no obligation to provide you with Medicare. There's no obligation to provide you with a retirement. There's right. no obligation to provide you with a job. The there's only no obligation. obligation exists on your side. You've got to pay whatever they demand. Right. So, therefore, that's, uh, that means that the idea of a citizen is null and void because there is no, uh, there's no equitable trade. There's no uh, agreement in the first place. It's all just a myth. All this in spite of the fact that most people define their relationship with their government as being citizens? Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. a little slipperier, slipperier than Ian is on this particular t- topic. I'll use the term citizen as it uh, behooves me at the time. I'll I'll pull the Ian definition game that you just heard, which is, you know, I, it's, it's valid and it's cool. But I think that at times there's... Um, there's times to use the word when the, the way that sort of the general public uses it. Mark, Mark Stevens deserves all the credit for this one, by the way. He's the one that uh, right. that turned me on to it. There's no such thing as intellectual Absolutely. property. Absolutely, great book, great book he's got. But I think that I think that, and I agree with you, Ian. I agree that in spite of the fact that most people do define what they have as a relationship with their government as citizens, that we ought to, you know, try to break that down. I I completely you know, that, agree. 
I think I think correcting the term citizen is as important as correcting people who talk in that collectivist speak of uh, we did this and we're in Afghanistan and we this and that when it's not we, it's them. Great. Now, now let's talk about the word anarchy. Okay, please. Okay, because, you know, I feel the same way, that same way about the word anarchy. You don't seem to feel as much much that way. You'd rather redefine it as as being something else like voluntarism or Well, right, because anarchy, citizen uh, is different from anarchy in that anarchy has a violence uh, connotation attached to it. And once you get that attached to a word, it's really it's really poisoned at that point. But right. you know, they, can, they can take anything, any word. I mean, back in the 60s, they took the word peace and made it a derogatory term. You mm. peacenik. That's fine, but right now right, they but haven't. it hasn't been. And the the other aspect to it is, uh, you know, the the thing that I keep on mentioning that no one ever wants to address is anarchy means no rule, and that's not possible because you must rule yourself. So therefore, anarchy is a fallacious word that means nothing. It's a nonsense well, no, term. It means no government. It means no government. It means no rule. rule. It means no rulers, as I understand. Fine, it. you must rule no, yourself. No. It is a state of no government. Now, you anarchy. can define it any way you I wish. Prefer, see, but it's it, a negative term as well. You're saying it's no this. It's no government and or no rules, but I prefer positive definitions. We'll come back more. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 next. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves as we launch into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. So head on over there and enjoy those features. In fact, it's completely free. Unlike those other talk shows that want to charge you a monthly fee for their sites, we give it away. In fact, you can actually control the content of the site. So everything that you see on that main page in the main column there, all of that was created by listeners like you. So as you're surfing around on the web, you find something that you think is interesting that you'd like to share with our listeners, maybe a blog post or news article or video. You can just submit it as show prep, and then other listeners get to vote as to whether they like or dislike the suggestions. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Coming up, an update on a man who set himself ablaze here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, uh, yesterday afternoon. We've got the details on that story uh, as to why. Because yesterday, nobody knew anything. It was just some guy set himself amazing on fire. Story. Yeah, amazing story, but you know, no backstory. Now we know more. We will uh, elucidate you and an update from Orlando as well, where the civil disobedience of feeding people continues, and people continue to be uh, put in cages because they are feeding hungry people. But first, we go back to Kurt in Michigan. Now, Kurt, we were talking about this age-old debate now on Free Talk Live of uh, what about the term anarchist? And you're defending it. You're saying it's... It's worth rescuing, that, uh, that it should be rescued because, well, well Ian, you'll put in time to, uh, to, change, to try to change people's minds about the term citizen. However, the difference 
is, and there's a couple of important differences. One, people don't have an emotional attachment of uh, violence that kind of surrounds the, you know, the, the idea of hurting other people uh, when it comes to the term citizen. Citizen is just something that's been indoctrinated into them, kind of brainwashed. That kind of misinformation is much easier to counteract than the misinformation of this popular culture term of anarchist that essentially says that an anarchist is a violent bomb thrower who will destroy things and that you should be very afraid of them. So I think that uh, counteracting one versus another is an entirely different story. And number two, then you've got Mark's point about how you know the term anarchist, or I don't know if it was your point, Mark, but the term anarchist is a very negative term. It means no rules or no rulers. And uh, that's not how I want to position myself. It's why I don't call myself anti-government. I call myself pro-freedom. So anarchist is a negative term, sort of like atheist is a, is a negative term. It defines yourself by what you're not uh, or what you're not in favor of. And I'd much rather define myself in what I'm in favor of, which is voluntary or consensual interactions between human beings, which is why the term voluntarist. In fact, JJ is wearing a this is what a voluntarist T-shirt looks like here tonight. Boom. And that's one of those things that gets conversations started instead of uh, anarchist, which gets people running and hiding. But JJ will still support the term anarchist. Apparently he's, on your, apparently he's on your side tonight, Kurt, <laughs> even though he's wearing well, a volunteer yeah, shirt. If you, can, if you can work towards attaching the, uh, the appropriate level of violence to the word citizen, because there is an appropriate level of violence there, I think that we can work on detaching the inappropriate level of violence that has been attached to anarchy. Well, get to work on that there, Kurt, because I'm uh, not going to help you with it. Yeah, I just like, <laughs> I like the term anarchist because it's cool, man. You yeah. know what? That's yeah, why. Well, it's, it's cool if you want to be. I mean, <laughs> so, if I want to be me, if I want to be an individual, Mark, what you have a problem with me not going? You can write cannibal on your T-shirt. About as rapist. far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah, I'm not a rapist. I, I just like to enact it. You're, I just whatever. have a rapier. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a An extraordinarily <laughs> bad I term. Just, Go ahead, I'm not a rapist. I just believe in compulsory love. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my. I'm sorry. I even went there. <laughs> Kurt, anything else you want to share tonight? Well. um... Everybody out there who's listening, who's been listening for only, you know, three months, six months, a year, consider joining the AMP program. Consider giving, I mean, three bucks a month is all they, they ask. Five is better. Ten is even better than that. But, I mean, as you can see, this is one of the only shows on the air where you can actually speak of, of real issues. And That's I true. thank you guys for that. Thanks, Kurt. We appreciate you uh, being out there, and we'll see you in just a few days. Uh, he's on his way up here, maybe in just a couple days. He's on his way up to uh, New Hampshire. For the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and we're going to be heading out, I think, uh, I don't know if you're going out on Monday, JJ. Yes, I am. Yeah, we're all heading out Monday, so we'll be there doing the show as of Monday night, and we'll be doing Free Talk Live live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival throughout the week. Now, I normally wouldn't take questions from chat, but this is related to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and they want to know if the video cam is going to be on for the... Festival. No, that's not possible. Okay. Uh, people always ask about that, and it's not even right. that's not even a remote possibility. We are in the woods. Um, there is an internet connection at Rogers Campground. However, if there are 800 or 1,000 people there, then a good portion of them... bogged down. A good portion of those folks are attempting to use that internet connection, and you're probably dealing with DSL. It's not likely they've got cable out right. there. So you're probably dealing with a fairly slow, on the scale of broadband connections. Uh, yeah, there's not even a chance. We can't stream audio out of that, let alone video. It's wow. just not possible. 
So we have to use uh, old technology. We have to use old, uh, plain old telephone system technology. We take a regular landline phone line from the office of uh, Rogers Campground, put an, ex- hook an ex- extension to it, runs you know about 100 feet of phone cord out to our location where we do the show. And that's how we connect. We've got this, uh, what they call a codec. Uh, it's an old audio codec. It's a dedicated piece of hardware. You plug a phone line into it. It's, it's a modem. I mean, you remember the old... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. And it's designed to connect up to another one of its same ilk on the other side of the phone line. Our network has one of those. So we connect to them. And so it essentially gives us the full phone line bandwidth, which ain't much, but it's enough to do a radio they show. They do compression and things like that yeah. that make it work. Right. So it doesn't sound crappy like you're on a phone. Right. It sounds decent. It's arable quality. And because we're the only ones on the phone line, there's no issues. So we're able to pull off the show throughout the week. But man, trying to do the archives afterwards is hell. Wow. Like trying to actually do anything over their internet. I actually had to hook up my cell phone and tether it wow. uh, in order to even get anything done uh, last year. So if you're coming up expecting to be all productive on the internet, you should change your plans. Yeah, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just catch up at work uh, during the day and yeah. uh, you know party at night. Mm. Yeah. I wish I wish I wasn't going to bring my Wi-Fi device at all because it's a, a it's a very good pleasure to have of going up there and not being connected mm-hmm. and just taking a break, you know, a breather period. Sure. But uh, with all the scheduling and, and organizing that I, I'm a part of, I, I definitely want to be you know on task. Maybe next year I'll call the cable company and see if I can have another line dropped out there and like bring out a router just so I can have my own internet. Connection. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's how much Ian wants to relax. <laughs> hey man, teach his own. Hey, I'm there to work, man. It's not really a vacation for me. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's like a working vacation. What you do isn't work. Well, I mean, I have to be somewhere at a certain time, so I mean, I'm having fun. You don't fun. even have to be sober. I mean, come on, it's not work. I'm having fun, and yeah, I do need to be mostly sober to uh, to do. I've show. seen you at Pork Fest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it stays at Pork Fest, all right? right? I don't. I never agreed. I, this is an unsigned contract. It's a dead letter. Let's continue here with your calls. Gene is calling all the sure. way from China. You're on Free Talk Live in the Amp Lines. Hello, Gene. Gene, you in China? Yeah, hi. I'm calling on my magic jack, so I hope everything works out all right. Sounds crisp and clean. Go ahead. Um, Good. Uh, I wanted to give you a report on this visit to China. Uh, I've learned a few things that I didn't know before. Mm, Okay. And, uh, of course, things are growing very quickly here. Everywhere you go, there's construction. Uh, We did have a contrast this visit because we also visited just for a, a few hours. We actually got to go into Tokyo and Japan. we okay. spent a few days on Saipan, and Saipan is uh, uh, an American territory, of course. It's uh, hmm. run by the U.S. of A., and it has become a gigantic uh, welfare queen, basically. Hmm. Everything in Saipan is supported by the U.S., uh, the, the standards are low, the quality is poor, and then compare that to China, where we are currently at and everything is being built up brand new mm-hmm. and the quality is improving and so the why is there why is their government now it's not a complete free market of course they do have regulations but it's a lot freer than the market we have at home so These regulations they do have number one they're they're less they're not as stringent and number two they're poorly enforced so both of those things help to promote business so why is their government um, more efficient than our government then why is their government what? Well, I mean, their government's doing all this building, right? Uh, 
no, the building's okay. being done by private interest. Oh, it's uh, my understanding the that their government uh, was building all this stuff. You guys are always talking about private roads and how they would work. Gene, stick exactly with us. We'll bring you back here in a moment. You can tell us your, uh, the remainder of your observations from China. Actually, that's where he's calling from. I have no idea. I guess it's Magic Jack, so he's probably not even paying for the call. More coming up. Nope. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find all kinds of features there. They are free. Uh, Go on over and enjoy the bulletin board system at bbs.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. All of it uh, completely free for you. At bbs.freetalklive.com. <laughs> Sorry. It's so bad when I do this. Yeah. Try to keep it under control. Now, That's it's not fair. Fault. It's not fair to come back from a break laughing. So, Mark, now you have to explain yourself. Oh, no. We were just talking about things that are going on in the uh, the Free Keen Forum. Um, it's just uh, it's amusing. To it's see not the, the Free Keen Forum. It's actually the uh, the Free uh, Free Keen Comments section. Okay. Uh, what's been happening there has, of course, uh, been uh, there's a lot of activity right now at freekeen.com due to this man setting himself ablaze uh, yesterday. Here in Keene. We do need to get to the details on that, and we will here in a little bit. Uh, but essentially, what's, uh, what's going on is uh, when I first posted the news about this man setting himself afire, it was in front of the county courthouse. And I speculated to say that, well, there must be a reason why this guy chose the front of the county courthouse to set himself on fire. And I could, you know, suggested that maybe they, they wronged him. Maybe he felt like he was wronged by that courthouse. And so our local trolls decided to jump on that. You're speculating! You don't know! He could have randomly chosen to go in front of that courthouse. We don't know what's going on. That much is true. Well, now we found it's what, out... It's what we call speculation. Yeah, now we found out what the truth is, and... Well, those who speculated in that way were correct, and as a result, there have been Usually some- when people plan to kill themselves, I mean, especially if they're doing it in a sober fashion, they're, they're going to plan, they're going to be very uh, intentional about all the things they do. I mean, I, I don't think you went out on a limb. I certainly feel like right. I would have held you to account but, on that. So in the comments section, you know, anybody can post, it's completely anonymous, and so people have kind of, there's a little war going on right now between uh, people, and you were chuckling over the, over that. Yeah, indeed. So you can go to freekeen.com, see that for yourself. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice, as this guy felt he was, don't set yourself on fire. Get jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know the rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average Eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. And, you know, I was reading what this guy had to say, and his complaint was that the court system's nothing like what he learned in civics class. That's true. Jurisdictionary.com is the, is the course that you should have gotten. He learned it the hard way. Yeah. So 
you know, if you're going to deal with the court system, you need to have to, you know, be familiar with it. And Jurisdictionary.com is a way to do that. Gene is still with us, uh, the Christian anarchist calling from China with uh, some observations from your trip thus far. And you're saying that uh, the economy still continues to expand, that there's nowhere near the regulatory structure as the United States. And uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I was going on with the... Uh with your idea of public roads that you like to promote on, I mean, uh, private roads that you like to promote. And in China, that's how a lot of the, most of the freeway systems here are private roads. They're toll roads, of course. And we took a trip that took about three hours to go to this other uh, city. And we spent most of that time on these toll roads. And it works with a card where you, you enter at a certain gate and that starts your mileage. And then when you exit, that ends your mileage, and then the toll operator takes, you know, that amount of money from you to cover the tolls. Now, I learned that even though there was just one entrance and one exit, uh, we passed through the ownership of about five to seven different owners on that, on that private freeway, hmm. and the money is divided up uh, seamlessly to the, uh, to the road owners. So it's interesting that in a communist country, supposedly, we see private roads, and in a supposedly free country, we're seeing public roads. So, or, or uh, government roads, funded yeah, roads. Right. Well, it shows so the marketplace it's, will it's always one step thing, up. And I've also noticed the tax structure because we did have a dinner uh, and and spend some time with a uh, friend of the family who happens to be the main tax collector. He's head of the taxing agency hmm. for a small city nearby Wuhan, and it's uh, it's a 1.5 million uh, residence area. Jeez. But he says that they don't even bother with the small shopkeepers and stuff. They don't tax them. The agricultural taxes that used to exist on the peasant farmers has, have been completely eliminated because the peasant farmers were all leaving the, the, the land and heading into the city where they could make money. So their response to that was to completely eliminate all taxes on peasant farmers. Wow. So they don't pay anything now. They are completely free. They grow their crops. They sell their crops. They, you know, they don't have to pay anybody any tax at all. Incredible. So that is that's incredible. That's an interesting thing where they're trying to. They realize that taxes destroy industry. So they realize that in order to promote their agriculture industry, they have to reduce or eliminate the taxes on them. That's preposterous. You have no evidence that this, the taxes decrease productivity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just so listening to it in the presidential debate the other night. Yeah. yeah, somehow we're not smart enough to figure that out, but uh, these, these socialists over here have figured it out. Now, Gene, have you when you were on those uh, those private roads? Have you did you notice? I mean, were they good quality? Was there any new innovations that the private uh, business brought into the road structure or anything like that? They are uh, comparable with our road system, I would say. There's not really a whole lot different. They do they use a lot of cameras for traffic enforcement here rather than patrolling the streets. There are no. Uh, you know, state highway patrolmen cruising up and down, handing out tickets. There, people are pretty much left alone on the freeways. Well, you know, I think this is very interesting. Crazy. Well, I, I think this is very interesting. <laughs> the idea of speed cameras. Um, you know, people people complain about them, and I'm not saying I support them or anything like that. But if the speed limit was really set about was really about safety, then they should have these cameras every mile, um, and they're going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than cops. 
you know, and and you'd actually get people to go the speed limit. I think it seems to me that what the government really wants is they want you to speed. They have a line item for cops giving out tickets. They want to give the jobs out to cops. They want to have these these guys sort of uh, available so they can call them away. And one of the ways that they pay for them is by having them catch people who otherwise would be going faster that are trying to figure out oh oh where's the cop if you really want people to go slow yeah. put a put a you know put a speed trap every mile with uh, with a camera it's just revenue generation but uh no doubt. i want to close with a negative comment okay. because you know i don't want everybody to think that china's a, a heaven and a place where you know we should all be moving to because uh, there's a lot of negative things going on here and the like biggest what? that affects me most directly is the censoring of the Internet. Because oh, yeah. I'd love to go to YouTube and look at all the Ron Paul clips. And, of course, YouTube is 100% blocked here. Really? Um, yes, Facebook wow. is blocked. Whoa. Uh, but I don't even bother with Facebook, so I don't miss that. Can you get to freetalklive.com? In order for me to connect... <laughs> Yeah, well, Free Talk Live is, is there. I'm, Good. I'm uh, on Free Talk Live frequently. Excellent. But we have to use a VPN connection. I use uh, one of your advertisers mm-hmm. on GCN, the Patriot Internet Service, yep. where they uh, offer the anonymous go quick, connection. Gene. So I use their... Quick, quick. I'm sorry? Quick, go. Oh, the VPN connection. You have to use it in order to get past the censoring. I hate that. I so there are ways to do it, to, then. If you know what you're doing, you can get past it. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate hearing from you. Have a good, uh, safe trip home. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. Self-immolation, coming up. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We've got features on our website, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download. They're right there on the front page. The last week's worth there on the front page. And then if you click into the archive section, that takes you way back, all the way to late 2006, and all of it is free over at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. So we've had some pretty big news uh, happening here in our little Keene, New Hampshire, southwest corner of New Hampshire, where a man set himself on fire. But first, a quick update from Orlando, where for the past two weeks, two, more than two weeks now, I think, there have been activists from Food Not Bombs, as well as others who have just come out, I believe, to support them, uh, who have been distributing food to folks in a local park. Apparently, uh, from what I understand, I haven't seen the picture of this yet, but apparently the particular park at which they are distributing this food actually has a statue of Gandhi. Wow. Amazing. So, at a park where there's a statue of Gandhi <laughs> who's known for his civil disobedience, people are being arrested in mass for feeding people. I hope they continue to do that. Oh, they are. And they go to jury trials. 
I hope so, too. And I think that odds are good it will happen. I'm hoping. Uh, John Kurtz is down there. He is a gentleman who I met for the first time last year at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He'd come up with like two carloads of people, liberty-loving people from Orlando. This Orlando contingent had come up. They were having a blast at Porkfest. And I guess they were inspired by some of the civil disobedience that has gone on here in New Hampshire. And so they kind of brought that, that brand of civil disobedience with them uh, back down to, uh, to Orlando. And ever since then have been kind of prop- popping up here and there with some really outstanding civil disobedience. So his first one that he did was to go and defy the, the government's edict. The, uh, they passed this uh, ordinance that said there shall be no feeding of anyone uh, between you know, the city hall and a two-mile radius around city hall. And the idea is that some groups like Food Not Bombs get uh, together in a public park. They feed homeless people. They'll, but they'll feed anybody that's hungry. So it's not just homeless sure, people. Sure. So they feed hungry people in the park. And that upsets some folks because they don't like homeless people. And a homeless person might take a dump in their front lawn. They're or a blight on society. The claim is that the homeless people are already in the park. I can understand why people wouldn't want homeless people brought to their neighborhood or mm-hmm. something like that. I get it. But the claim is is that the homeless people are already in the park. Well, right. And, of course, it is a tragedy. Of the Commons issue, the so this is the problem with having public parks uh, or public anything is that anybody supposedly is able to go there and, and do you know whatever it is that uh, that pleases them. And if these people don't like it, they can support local churches in that area that will then you know feed homeless in their building. Yeah, but it's much easier to just use violence, which is what they've right. uh, decided to do. And so they then said, well, if you're feeding more than 25 people in the park, we're going to arrest you. And so that's what uh, started to happen is these these guys went out there. They got a, a big old container of soup and other food products that they're giving out to people. And the police come in and they've been doing it every uh, Monday and Wednesday morning. They uh, they come in. The police uh, have been riding in on bicycles. They had 20 cops there this week. Wow. So just to give you some idea of the police priorities. Now, I don't know. Orlando's a pretty big town. I'm sure they've got more than 20 cops on at any given time, but probably not that much more. So what portion of their police force are they dedicating to going and arresting peaceful people for handing out bowls of soup and sandwiches in the public park? Well, they got to teach them, Ian. You know, they got to teach them right that if you don't listen to us, well, you get the stick. Well, apparently they're not learning because they keep coming back and new people keep stepping up too. It's not the same people being arrested because one detail we didn't give you the other day just because we didn't have time. But one of the details is they're issuing no trespass orders against these people. So essentially they're trying to run through the numbers. They're going up. They're arresting everybody that's behind the table serving food. So they're usually sweeping up three to four people in any given day. So they grab three people. They arrest them. They put them in a police van. They take off. They come back two days later because it's Monday and Wednesday. So they come back on Wednesday. They arrest the next group of people. And they're issuing them all no trespass orders. They're essentially saying – Okay, they're charging them with some sort of crime of, like, giving away food, and then they give them a trespass, no trespass, so they can't go back to the park unless they want to get a violation of a bail condition or a violation of the no trespass order. So they're just trying to see when they can put a stop to this. Like, when will people stop showing up to feed these hungry people? Yeah, just keep turning the screws. Eventually, they'll cry out in pain, right? Well, thus far, people have continued to show up every Monday and Wednesday, and last time we talked about it was on Monday, when they had a total of 15 people that had been arrested over the last two weeks. So there are three people arrested Monday, but then Wednesday, six people were arrested. So, dramatically increasing the totals of the uh, people arrested by over 33% in one day alone. They arrested six people. Uh, they, They even took food out of the mouths of a child, from what I understand. 
Well, that now, sounds like the compassionate thing to do. Well, that's, you know, it's maybe it's a little hyperbolic to say that, but at the time at which they were, and what, what that means is, and you can see the video footage over at the Orlando Copwatch channel on YouTube, but what that means is the person who was being served at the time the police came to make their arrest was somebody who is probably no higher than your waist, JJ. I mean, this is maybe a seven or six-year-old person standing there, looking a little disheveled, looking perhaps, I don't know, homeless, but certainly hungry and poor. And this little girl was prevented from being able to eat by the the actions of these men with badges. Move along. Nothing to see here. It's horrifying. Keeping us safe, I guess. And they have people all over the place who are yelling at the police, go, you know, go away. We don't want you oh, here. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Right. There's a, there is a large amount of people that are supporting these folks that are serving food to people. Of course, it doesn't matter. We know that doesn't matter. We had something similar happen here. I mean, it's not as ideal of a civil disobedience, but it happens here where Heike, one of the New Hampshire natives that lives around here in Keene, was enjoying a nice Sunday afternoon in the park. She was getting her breath painted uh she was drinking uh from a beer and certainly not as uh, ideal no. but nonetheless uh, well they, sh- they shut down her uh fundraising stand for the hundred night shelter during the pumpkin fest that's right and the, and so people gathered around in that particular case oh, yes. uh there were uh, way more people than there were cops that were just telling the police go away we don't want you hey don't we pay your salary aren't you supposed to be serving us well serve us by going away yeah. and leave this person alone and that's what they're saying in Orlando is get out of here stop this you should be ashamed of yourself and they just you know quietly do their thing they've got their stone face on they've got their black sunglasses on and they don't answer any questions they refuse to show any sign of human emotion of or not. empathy, and it's just so disgusting. It's the, sick. They become the machine. They they are the machine at that point. They 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 take on the persona of a book of words, and I am simply doing what the words tell That's me. That's right. I'm no longer a human being. I'm just doing my job. That's right. Citizen, protect and serve. Yeah. Pay your taxes. Yeah. Or rather, they won't Ooh. say sub. The, the, the cops are at least honest with you. They'll never call you a citizen. You're always a subject. Yeah, that's right. And that's at least. Or a, always or, a suspect. Yeah. You, you're doing, you did something wrong, son. Yeah. I just, I'm just going to find <laughs> out. Let me search that bag once. So it, it's not over. Uh, John Kurtz was behind I the camera. I don't see how anyone could live without doing things wrong. I mean, the, the amount of laws that are out there, no one sure. could possibly know whether or not they're not commi- doing things wrong. So the good news is that there are people like John Kurtz out there who are kind of influencing the the way this direction is going, because otherwise you get just Food Not Bombs, which is probably more of a leftist group. Uh, but having the liberty-minded people there, they're going to be the guys that are suggesting to these folks, hey, don't take the plea deal. Don't pay these people. Right. And, and one good thing about John, too, and connecting back to Porkfest, if you come to Porkfest Saturday night and you see Jordan Page there playing in the jazz hall and uh, just jamming out, you can thank John Kurtz because he's the reason he showed up to Porkfest. He's sponsoring him? He's, yeah, he sponsored his trip. So. Oh, that's wow. awesome. So it's a free performance for uh, of Jordan Page. He, uh, you know, he's got the whole night to put on his two-hour show whenever he feels like it. So Wow. You know, stop by the jazz hall Saturday night. If you don't like the the uns, um, dance music thing, you can always mm-hmm. come and, and listen to. Uh, so there's two musical performances right. going on Competing. simultaneously. Yes, it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, John Kurtz is coming back to uh, Porkfest as well. So you'll be able to meet him in person. Uh, spider, from my understanding, I believe Curtis was talking. The organizer of Porkfest was talking about some sort of a civil disobedience uh, roundtable of some sort, where uh, f- folks from uh, Orlando and D.C. with the D.C. dance party and New Hampshire uh, disobedience, uh, maybe even some folks from Austin, Texas, uh, coming together and just you know 
haven't taken questions. Yep, that's, and that's happening. That's going to be Friday exciting. or Saturday. I definitely want to be there for that. Excellent. So uh, 800-259-9231. We'll tell you more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival here in a few moments in case you haven't heard yet. <laughs> uh, more on the way here and uh, your calls as well. Plus, the latest on the self-immolation case. Doesn't happen too often that a human being sets themselves on fire in this country, but it happened yesterday right here in Keene, New Hampshire. And now we know why. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And, uh, of course, uh, the website, we, I mentioned it's free. You can, if you like, support Free Talk Live financially by shopping with us just go to shop.freetalklive.com you'll find links there to amazon different countries amazons you click into the right one for you and at that point whatever you buy at amazon free talk live gets a portion of the sale so whenever you need to get your shopping done online just start through shop.freetalklive.com or if you want you can click on the link for amazon and then bookmark that link just uh, go to your bookmark at that point as long as it has that free talk live code up there in the url which you'll see when you click on it you're good to go the thing about that that code though don't let it don't let it fool you you it only shows up when you first click the link uh, as soon as you go elsewhere on the amazon site it's gone but that's okay because it's set a cookie on your browser with that code in it and so that's how amazon knows to give us the cut so as long as you're entering through shop.freetalklive.com you'll get the stuff you want from amazon great prices free super saver uh, shipping on a lot of their items that are brand new even used items if you want to buy those too you can do that as well and huge selection great customer service Go and get your shopping done and feel good because you're helping Free Talk Live at the same time by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Now, of course, we will uh, take your calls about anything. Uh, the news out of Orlando is that the crackdown continues with six people arrested yesterday for feeding people. Now, I don't know exactly what the charges are that these uh, people are being hit with, but it's presumably some sort of an ordinance violation uh, that usually only entails kind of a fine. And I don't know if... Like in New Hampshire, here, if you've got a fine that's against you, you can pay the fine by going to jail for $50 a day. Or you can do community service in a lot of cases. Right. And was it you, Mark, that suggested that uh, that people in Orlando should do community service by feeding people in the park? I think that that was... uh, Or Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. It's funny. Which I thought was just an awesome... I mean, I don't know if Food Not Bombs is a 501c3, which is usually what's required to be a community service uh, organization with the government. I'm sure they can have a church send them out there. But Uh, but how perfect... The Quakers will do it. Yeah, but how perfect would that be? to choose feeding the homeless in the park as your community service, although frequently the government uh, will demand that they approve up your community service in advance. So they'd probably shut you down. But it'd be fun to try. That that would be very funny, though. Yeah, it would make some great video footage. And so hopefully we're going to see, because this is all new. I mean, this is a crackdown. The Food Not Bombs people have been doing this for five or six years. And only recently the police have begun cracking down, dedicating uh, the other day, yesterday, 20 
uniformed police officers. They had at least one more, un, you know, undercover officer who's kind of staking the place out. Uh, so multiple officers, maybe as many as checking you know, out the hippies, twenty the poor people, twenty-two, right. twenty-five people. And uh, cracking down, arresting these folks. Hopefully this will continue and go on into trials and they'll burden up the court system and we'll see those charges end up being dropped and the police back down. But as of right now, the police are continuing the crackdown. It's an incredibly uh, difficult situation that they're dealing with out there. And, uh, and, and by, when I say they, I mean the activists. The poor people are being arrested for trying to put food in people's mouths. It's disgusting what's happening to them and we'll continue to keep you up to date as we learn more. Let's go to your phone calls, though. Robert's listening in Virginia Beach on WTAR. Hello, Robert. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, not much. First off, I, I want you to understand, first of the bat, I'm not a police officer. I'm not in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form. I'm a writer, okay? So I'm a, and as a writer, I'm a natural-born cynic, okay? And I'm 52. And I'll be honest, over the years, I've had a few times where I thought, eh, you know, maybe the police went a little over the edge. But I'm just trying to figure out what y'all's agenda is, I've listened to y'all a couple times on the way home on the radio, and it's almost as if you refuse to accept the fact that there are some good cops out there. And believe me, don't get me wrong, I'm not... Well, I think I do. I, 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 we try to stay, say that there are good cops out there, but you, what you, what I have found, and, and you said that you're a writer and that you're natural borsenic because of that or whatever. And what you've got to understand is I do a job day in and day out where we <clears> expose the <throat> government corruption and cops, like it or not, are the tip of the spear of big government. If government gets in your life, if it's too big, too intrusive, too overburdensome, it's cops that enforce it. They are the they are the they are the fist of the violence of the state against its own citizens. And so you have to as a cop, you're accepting that role. Um, so therefore, one one has to you know what 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 kind of person is that? Some of them, I think, get into the business because they want to throw themselves in front of bullets to save uh, seven year old girls. I really do believe that, but I think that one gets one does the job for a period of time, and one gets a level of cynicism about sort of people and the way that uh, you know they're all criminals out there, right? Like because everybody's a suspect, and you're always going everything that a cop deals with. It always seems to be crime or the people that you buy uh, food from. Well, I, I think there's a, there's also a part of it, as you said, cynicism sort of developing over time. But when you keep doing things that you know aren't quite right, I mean, if it is even if it isn't clear as, as black and white whether what you're doing is right or wrong, let's say you're just uh, you know searching some kid's back because you were told you know what that it's a, a back a backpack search here and I'm on this patrol, so you know it's not right. I wouldn't you know like to go through my kid's back as he says in his head, but it's okay. I'll, I'll do it to someone else's kid because well you know I'm just doing my job. Job. And then over time, that sort of it wears down the humanity of a person of the, making the distinction between doing something right and doing something wrong. It's no longer about right and wrong at all. It's more about how far am I willing to go and at what point do you, do you, do you really have a, a critical thought about whether you're doing something that's hurting people while you believe you're protecting them. It's, it's sort of once you realize that that sort of strange paradigm in your head is completely false 
then it it can you know break a person down, and the police or anyone for that matter wouldn't want to go through that. Wouldn't want to live through this this whole paradigm just collapsing around them and all their belief system shattering before them because this entire illusion of the the law and and uh, doing these falling through with these policies, not so much laws anymore as as far as police policies. It's it's just. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It just it just demeans the the human value that a person can appreciate. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. I hear everything y'all are saying, and I can appreciate that. I mean, I had to, you know the irony is I had a couple years now. I quit drinking about 24 years ago. Congrats. Okay, I just I just woke up one day. The hangover said enough's enough. Okay. Hangover and stink. Do what now? Hangover stink. Yeah, hangovers were not fun. Okay, I just kind of you know I just. Got over it one day, and I had one night. I got pulled. I think I, I think I might have been weaving. Maybe I reefed for something. And the cops saw me weaving, so immediately he thinks I'm drunk, and he pulls me over. Now this was a night where they, I will agree that they're a little overly officious, okay? And immediately he thinks I'm drunk, and he asked me if I'd been drinking that night, and I and he said he said when was the last drink you had? And I told him I said it was about 20 years ago, and he basically called me a smart ass mm. and. Proceeded to give God. me a field sobriety test. Now, now this is the, the the wrong end. And the funny thing was, I had a bad knee at the time, and he of course jumped on that. He think, and then when he figured out once he gave me, you know, they had to recite the alphabet. I did it obviously very well, and he was not real thrilled. In other words, this guy just knew I was guilty. Okay, and so sure. I will agree with that. There are times. I mean, this guy was just itching to take me in. Sure he but, was. And on the other hand, there have been plenty of times, you say, okay, let's put it like this. I'm Jewish, okay? But that the reason I mention that is I happen to have foreign parents. I have very thick, curly hair. I have a Mediterranean complexion. So when I you, have... You sound like a terrorist. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. I have a look. I can't help it. It's the way I was. I look Middle Eastern, okay? And when I've been held back several times at airports and questioned, okay, and the very first time it happened to me, and I understand this is all after 9-11, okay, mm-hmm. I was, the first time it happened to me, oh, I was irritated. I was not, because I almost missed a flight, okay? And I thought, come on, guys, give me a break. I mean, look, do I, I'm a Jew. Do I look like a terrorist to you? But then, you know, they, I didn't miss a flight, so I kept my mouth shut wisely. But then... The times has happened since then. And now, again, I could be a cynic and say, what are they doing? I'm obviously on a terrorist. But again, again, the flip side of the coin is they're doing their job. And that is the same excuse that the police have used in t- for time immemorial. It, it didn't work at Nuremberg. To destroy it work here. lives and to harm peaceful people. And, dude, let me tell you, I've, had good, I've met good cops. I know they exist. I know that there are cops that well, got out there sure. to do the right thing. Definitely. But, unfortunately, where were the good cops when they arrested six people, when 20 cops were out there arresting six people for ha- feeding the hungry in Orlando? Which right. one maybe, of those cops was good? Maybe one of those cops, a good cop would stand up and say, you know, this is just a terrible order, and right, I'm right. not exactly. going to enforce it. Good cops do good, and they don't follow bad orders, and they don't hurt peaceful right. people. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. And if there are good cops out there, most of them are cowering in the shadows, because if they say no to an order, they know they're going to get punished. They're scared. More coming up. Good Doing good requires courage. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And that number, again, is available to you, 800-259-9231, as is our website. All free, of course, freetalklive.com. You can go and get interactive there. You can actually create the content for the site. You can modify uh, the site by adding new things to it. You find something online that you think is interesting. You submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. Other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive, and uh, maybe what you submit will become the top story on the site. So go to freetalklive.com as we go to the phones, and the fun will tell you about a man who said a himself on fire and why he did it here in a little bit but first we go to michael listening to wtar in virginia hello michael hi and uh, i have to say it uh, again uh, you have the most uh, energetic uh, program in radio uh, well, thanks. i wonder if i wonder if you copy the view or if they copy you but, uh, uh, I've seen clips of it. I don't really know much about it. Well, this is three three guys here, and that was a, all women there, isn't I, it? Well, I mean, sometimes we have ladies on this show. I mean, Michelle's going to be on tomorrow night, uh, and then for a little while there was she. I don't think he's live. talking about gender. I, I but it's a panel yeah. discussion. I mean, that it is a we are a panel show, and Free Talk Live's always been a panel show, and we've been around since uh, 2002. So you tell me, how long have you been on the air? Not well, as long. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch The View, but uh, they're the closest thing to what you do. And I just wonder why other people don't catch on to the idea in talk radio and use it. And that uh, happened to be my question until I was listening to the SRN News, uh, which uh, most of your audience probably doesn't hear. Thank while I was goodness. On hold. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, uh, my question had been about uh, your, your visit to the Talkers uh, Convention. That's and right. I wanted to know, but please don't answer it tonight, because what I heard uh, while holding, eternal conscious punishment in hell, it's things like that. Now, there are many Christians who don't who don't. Hold on, hold that. on. We've uh, got to set the stage here for our listeners that don't understand what you're talking about. The SRN News stands for Salem Radio Network News, and the Salem Radio Network is the radio syndicate that uh, is syndicating shows like Hugh Hewitt, uh, Mike Gallagher, as well as uh, Medved, Michael Medved. And these are people who tend to come from a fairly religious perspective. The Salem Network itself has a uh, religious hue to it that is very obvious. Their newscast, for instance, usually has some sort of a Bible uh, segment of some sort or some sort of a Christian-oriented segment. Salem provides talk programming to regular talk stations, but it also has Christian talk programming that's like much more wow. in your face, uh, Christian uh, talk. And so that's the kind of news broadcast you were listening to, and that's, uh, that's why I wanted to clarify that. 
Right, but uh, uh, it, it just makes reminds me of what it is that turns people off about religion. These kind of uh, very uh, unscholarly interpretations of the Bible produce a tremendous hatred for uh, the whole idea of religion. But uh, anyway, uh, your, your, your broadcast is tremendously interesting. I'd like to hear you follow up on some of the uh, issues that you have uh, been dealing with earlier in the week. Like for what? example... Uh, well, like um, uh, you were talking about restitution for uh, for instead of prison, I like that. I thought you when you say follow life. up, I mean, what does that mean to you? Because normally, when we talk about restitution, that's the end of the conversation. It's not like an issue that's on the table. It's not some so sort maybe of news the idea item. of restitution. Well, well, when you when you, when you when you you didn't go fully into it because there's there's crime between states, you know. Uh, what about war well, state, crime? Well, the state, the concept of a state is a crime. I mean, it's a crime against humanity. Yeah, no, what I, what I mean is, uh, for example, uh, how would you give restitution uh, in the case of a mass murderer? You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't amount to very much. Well, correct. Uh, I mean, it, in, in a case like that, if you've got somebody, and it's a good question, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. We did address the issue of uh, incarceration for those that weren't tuned in. We're talking about how the, we were talking and are now, about how the system it is very against the idea of restitution. It's more of a putative, uh, punitive system where people it are... Seems to be moving that direction, but the restitution all goes through the state, and it's you know very complicated, and and, and to me, it seems poorly set up. Yeah, so people are put in cages now instead of uh, having to actually try to make whole their victim. Now, obviously, when you murder somebody, there's no way that somebody can truly be made whole. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. It's not going to be – no amount of money is going to fill the, the gap in your life that, uh, that that person right. was uh, filling previously. Well, I so, think we, first you should set the stage is wh- – what our opinion is is that people that uh, don't hurt people probably shouldn't be in prison. So you're talking about or, thieves. You're talking about people that, uh, that, that steal uh, you know, j- you know, bikes and things like that. I don't think and people you're talking who, about drug users. Well, not just that, Mark. But I don't think people who hurt people, if it's accidental, I, I, well, I understand accidental. what you're saying. If it's an accidental thing or if it's something where someone has, uh, you know, serious, you know, they made a mistake, they, uh, they, they regret it. If they truly regret it, that person should be out working in the productive world where they can maximize their income to where they can make good as much as possible to that victim. If they're in a cage, they can't do as much to, uh, to make that victim whole. As far as I'm concerned, the people that should be in cages are the ones who are unrepentant, the ones who are psychopaths, so sociopaths, the people like Charles Manson, the mass murderers that uh, that he mentioned. If somebody's out there as a mass murderer, then yeah, th- there's no way. That it's, well, I, it's, it's going to be hard to believe that person is is repentant. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the cage is merely an echo chamber for anger. And you put someone inside that cage and all you get is more anger. Hmm. And, you know, you're not going to rehabilitate someone because they've gotten some time alone to think about things. I don't know that that's true. Um, I, having the only person in the room that spent any time in prison, um, I've got to say that I have no intention of going back. I'm not going to commit some kind of crime, and because but you didn't it's kill a horribly, anybody, pl- horrible place. However, and you are a mass murderer, crimes, and and I but was, you I, didn't mass murder. And anybody. I'm going to tell you that most first time offenders, most youthful offenders, most youthful offenders, most felons that go to prison for the first time mm-hmm. don't re um, reoffend. Of the ones that come back, most of them continue to reoffend, but in that first shot. They're unlikely to return. And that what that says to me is 
enough people are scared off by prison that it is somewhat effective. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's no deterrent value to these, that there's no that there's no value whatsoever. I think it's a terrible idea to take, say, somebody who's in for drunk driving and toss them in mm-hmm. with uh, you know violent criminals. And it's it's a bad idea to put sex offenders in with regular violent criminals. I think these are bad ideas. And I can tell you that prison was. I learned how to hotwire a car in prison. I didn't know how to do it before. I learned mm-hmm. there. I saw people teaching other people, training other people how to rob banks. I watched these things happen. So you've got to be careful what you're doing you're taking car thieves and turn them into bank robbers you're taking pedophiles and turning them into prison prostitutes i mean these are these are not good ideas mm. and one uh, you know there's 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 different ways to do what they're doing but i don't have a problem with incarceration for people who commit violent crimes yeah i totally understand where you're coming from i just don't think it's as productive for the person, I don't think it's as productive for the person, and it's not as productive for the victim. Well, yeah, and, and the fact that you have to pay for this person's incarceration, so you're taking productive energy away from other people to keep this person in a cage. You could come up with a system where the person who's caged has to pay for their own caging. In that case, you're, you're making it even less likely that that person can restitute Yeah, I don't think that's very, that's very likely at all. In fact, I think most people that commit crimes do it because they can't afford something. Like they're trying to like drugs. get drugs, or they're trying to pay some rent, or they're trying to get food on the table. Whatever it is that they need... Or uh, they just wanted that guitar because they're poor and they they wanted that guitar. So they killed the dude because he's tried to stop him from taking the, the guitar. So it's like, how are you going to have these people pay for anything while they're in jail? Well, for one, you would give them productive work to be done. Because I can tell you, jail is, Slave a, labor? is a lot like not having anything to do. The guards are so busy counting you uh, you know, 20 times a day that they, there's no time for you to get out and do anything. You spend most of your work is sitting on your bunk making sure it doesn't right, hit the but ceiling. But wouldn't it make more sense as far as productivity to leave that person on the outside, maybe with a threat hanging over them that, hey, if you don't do what you say, if you said you, said you were going to restitute to this certain amount and you don't do that, well, then you can go and you can be less productive in a jail. Cell. I think that this is an option should, that should be available to the person that was harmed, um, but you know maybe maybe they're in fear for their life. I mean, you know, you just well, don't people know. are afraid for all sorts of stupid reasons. As this country, but they have a good reason a when somebody's done sure. something violent. I agree. To them. I agree. But you can't use fear as the the all time you know determining factor. Here's a good. Here's a good idea. Don't do violent crime. Sure, I agree. Well, with that. right. But if they're afraid of somebody who's you know violent and unrepentant, then that makes sense. If they're afraid of somebody who made a mistake, then that you know wouldn't make sense. So again, each case needs to be judged uh, on its merits. 800-259-9231, and I would say lean towards not caging somebody if possible. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. Free. We've got a webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can chat. The chat room built into the same page as the cam. It's all over there for you and free at cam.freetalklive.com. Cam.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will at some point take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value has been you know, basically going up only uh, over time. You find out uh, more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself uh, in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. It's weusecoins.org. All right, 800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls here. We go to Roscoe, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Roscoe. Hi. uh, I'm only visiting Indianapolis, so don't think this topic has anything to do with Indiana. I'm from Memphis. Okay. And uh, I love the show, and you've been on some really serious, important topics. And please don't think I'm trying to to bring up anything trivial, because this is more important than most people realize. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, there is one law, it's a federal law, and now it's law in uh, 48 states, that is just the crown jewel of stupid legislation as far as I'm concerned, and that is daylight saving time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, we're not real uh, fond of daylight savings time. Um, you know, frankly, I think we probably in the whole world would be a bit better off if uh, if you just had one uh, time frame. But at the very least, moving it back and forth gives the politicians the idea that they can control time. That's right. Thank you for saying it before me, because, <laughs> you know, it, it comes from the First World War. You can find encyclopedias and even Congressional Research Service reports that say Benjamin Franklin conceived it, and that's not true. His biographers know he never wrote a sentence in his life about resetting a clock. He was a scientist and fought for liberty. If he knew that this canard was told about him and it was a law, he would climb out of his grave and take names. Uh, but most people just accept it, never give it a thought, and think that uh, you'll even hear it, well, I like it. Well, it doesn't matter if you like it. Noon means noon. Do people really like it? I mean, who doesn't grumble about uh, setting their clocks back and such? We're both right that most people will say they haven't thought about it, and on first thinking about it, a lot of people just say they like the way it is in summer. But... There was actually a move around 1980 to make it year-round, and the compromise they had was to move the dates again. And this last energy bill moved the dates again because the candy lobby wanted us to stay, not return to standard until after day, until after Halloween. The candy lobby? So, <laughs> right. Yes, 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 it's true. And, and even that it was attached to an energy bill is insulting. Uh, when it was first used, you know, Germany did it first, then England did it, then we did it, and they started this rosy lie that Benjamin Franklin thought of it so that we would do it. Well, but- right. The, uh, the idea that they attach it to the energy bill is a suggestion that it somehow saves uh, energy, and that's been proven false. That's been proven never- false. Never. Oh, thank you for yeah. for saying so. Because I knew it had never been proved that it saved energy, but then when they moved the dates farther into winter. Well, it, it, no, it makes people well. <laughs> uh, it only makes 
It really only makes itself, people change makes, their clocks. That's no, about all it does. It also, it also, as I understand it, and I don't have studies in front of me or anything like that. Uh, but but as we, I have, we have touched on this issue before and right. talked about it. As I understand it, it, it makes it so people get screwed up as far as their, their internal clocks. And it can so make people it depressed. Increases the like, not only that, but increases the likelihood of car accidents, from what I understand. Well, there are a lot of statistics about accidents, accidents at work, and also people being cheated on their hours at work, contests being rigged. Uh, if you want to look into it, there's a lot of documentation of that. The funny thing is that legislators won't consider just keeping time standard. Mm. The Uniform Time Act of 1966 made it so that each state could exempt themselves, but I've talked to old state legislators who said, well, it just got spring on us. We didn't know it was coming. Uh, Indiana stood for uh, keeping time standard, and then it was made a partisan issue just to be in sync with the people around them. They should have been telling Ohio and Illinois something's wrong with what you're doing. Yeah, they, but, they, but they folded, Indiana's too. But Indiana's on the, on the date line, so there's, or the, the timeline, so they, they essentially moved from one, you know, Ohio time to Illinois time when the time but changed. A lot of states that have a timeline that go through them. Yeah, there, there's like twenty something states that have that, so that's really no excuse. Here's here's uh, one thing that uh, that I've discovered lately just visiting here. A lot of people here say, "Well, we didn't need to stay on standard time because we're not an agrarian society anymore." And the other forty seven states that reset, most people think somehow it's a vestige of an agrarian society. Farmers don't like it. Farmers never wanted it. So which way is it? Mm. In the Second World War, when it was when it was returned after being repealed after the First World War, farmers actually went to Washington to say, where will we get the extra water to keep the extra hour of daylight from burning up our crops? Because they really thought somehow they were going to get an extra hour of daylight. And most legislators today, and I've talked to quite a few, I'm not their constituents, aren't, that, uh, aren't any smarter about it than that. Of course they're not smarter. I mean, they're politicians. Well, <laughs> they're, not, and, they're politicians because they couldn't succeed doing anything productive for the most part. Yeah, all they can do is hustle. Yeah. And so since most people just go with it and think to even even rock the boat is ridiculous, I think it needs to be put under people's noses. Let's all talk about it. I'm, I'm with you, you, dude. I'm with you 100 percent of the way. I, I agree. How, how I, do we fix it? Yeah. Well, there's that. How do we fix it? Repeal. Uh, repeal the Uniform Time Act of 1966 or basically write one that says keep time standard. Time Maybe Ron Paul could do it, but I don't know. I Ron mean, Paul. Else? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think you're on to something. I love the I think it's a good issue. And I think it's a very important issue. You kind of downed it a little bit at the beginning of your call. It and, affects people. I mean, because this is I, time. I mean, what could be more important than that? Uh, yeah, it, it's because, yeah, some dead legislators want to tell you where the sun is in the sky. But I I can constantly run into people who just laugh at the at the first suggestion. Hmm. Well, there you go. We took you seriously, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. taking issues that other people think are laughable. That's seriously. right. Well, you know, it's not like we uh, don't take un- fun issues either. We'll, t- we'll talk about ice cream flavors on this show. Whatever, man. You it's take control. Well, yeah, you can bring up anything you want. Let's talk to Tariq, listening in uh, West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Tariq. Yeah, this is uh, Tariq. I just wanted to say that I agree with the guy before that, like, you know, t- about, you know, time and the uh, um, saving time is a bad idea. But I don't think it really has a whole lot to do with, you know, people trying to control time because we got time zones, you know. And what are time zones but the government setting, you know, what time is going to be in a certain area. Otherwise, you know, if you were to drive to the next town, it'd be just like five minutes ahead or five minutes behind. It'd be like really confusing. So, um 
like, I agree that it's a bad idea, but I don't think we should, like, put this into the libertarian type of issue, though. Well, it's uh, – hold on. Um, I, I, I don't know if the politicians are entirely trying to control time and if cities would change their time uh, structures or anything like that. I think what the guy's asking for is some uniformity, that just no, no spring forward, no fall back, and that yeah, – uh, keep the time zones but uh, abolish daylight savings time. That, that makes is, sense. It is liberty. Yeah. Although uh, you'd suggested, Mark, you were talking about just doing UTC, right? Like all I, don't across the that, world. I don't know that it would work. be an interesting uh, approach. Dreek, thanks for the call. We're coming up here, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. We've got a mobile site, so if you've got a smartphone, you can just punch up m.freetalklive.com and get quick access to our streams and podcasts. Free, of course. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Don't miss the SACL CAI fun compound at Porkfest 2011. You can get your drink on and... Play some cornhole. Fun compound. We'll have some uh, some some of the home brew made by uh, Fix Brewing. You can get your custom limited run Porkfest commemorative beer mug and fill it with a tasty beverage. Try the sticky porcupine, the Molotov Hefe, or even the gluten-free. Located directly across from the outdoor stage, the fun compound will be the place to party at Porkfest 2011. Sacral CAI fun compound. There's liquor in the front and cornhole in the rear. Woo-hoo. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Craig, listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Craig. Hi. Am I on the air? You are, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. I was thinking there's only one law ever passed by Congress that I can think of that does not involve aggression, and that's the daylight savings time. It's just a recommendation. Yeah, I think that that's, that's true, and it's, it's funny how the states have all picked it up. I don't know the history of it. I'm just annoyed by it. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And in fact, uh, but I, I don't necessarily agree that standard time is the best time. I mean, if you, if you apply uh, standard time in the summer here up in New Hampshire where I'm at, then they would, the sun would be coming up at 3.30 in the morning. So <laughs> it, may be, it may be daylight time, and I've heard that's what the gentleman said, that daylight time would be a pre- uh, preferable situation. It may be the daylight time is just the better one. Just pick one, right? I just don't care. You know, why, do ha- why do we have to go through this, this happy dance twice a year where the clocks move? and Lose an hour, you know, the, gain an hour. Play, playing around. Everything has a clock in it now. Some of them set. Some of them don't set. I mean, it, it's it's a freaking hour of resetting clocks at my house every time they do this. It's I don't stupid. even bother on my car. Who can who can change the clock radio on their the, right? The uh, best thing is just <laughs> let the market handle it and not not worry about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but uh, but unfortunately, while you're correct and you're saying that it's not a coercive method, it's still a method that they're using with severe, a uh, heavy level of influence. I mean, they're the government, and so people will follow what they suggest as well. Right, but that may not be wrong. Even in a free society, I think you're going to have larger groups of people that exert a lot of influence over others. I think so that's it may, true. It may be a natural market reaction to things in a free society. We just don't know. We don't know. That's a true statement. But I, don't, I wouldn't consider this natural at all. 
Okay, have a good night. Guys. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. As we continue, 800-259-9231. Doug is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Doug. Doug. Hey, fellas. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got a mortgage that is in default, and I'm calling to see if my outrage is justified. All right. My, my original loan was with, with Countrywide. It was sold to Bank of America, and somehow it ended up in Fannie Mae's back porch. Hmm. I called Fannie Mae and talked to them about it, and the gentleman couldn't give me exact figures over the phone, and, but he told me what to expect was to owe for the back uh, payments that I've missed, which I have all of that in pocket, ready to pay, some uh, fees, which he wouldn't specify how much. And then he said, and about $1,800 in lawyer costs. <laughs> Where Why? Lawyer. 20%, 25% of what I owe above that in lawyer costs. What What is that about? Ooh, I don't know. An agency. I so they're suggesting that they had to hire a lawyer for something? Is that the idea? That He said expect $1,800, approximately $1,800 in the lawyer's fees that I'd have to pay. And if I didn't, they wouldn't accept the money to get my note up to, up to speed. Wow, what a mess. Uh, I am not a lawyer. I am not an expert on these matters, but I would I would wonder what your original mortgage said. Uh, like, uh, when, when a mortgage is bought out, do they also buy the terms of the original mortgage? Uh, and if so, does the original mortgage... It would seem like they would. It would seem like they would. Does the original mortgage no say that, crap. that if you, uh, that if, you know, if, they, if you go into arrears, that you become liable for, for lawyer fees? Where were the lawyers? I haven't heard anything through the mail right. that my mortgage was even in default. It seems to me you, if, if there's no letter from a lawyer, then there hasn't been any work done by a lawyer. I mean, they, they would have to show you mm-hmm. something. And, I mean, no lawyer's written you a letter saying, hey, pay up. Oh, then, I, thought you were in behind, I thought you were behind on payments. He I'm is sorry. behind, but that doesn't mean I a lawyer's behind. done anything. No, I've received no, no correspondence from any lawyer. As a matter of fact, I wasn't notified that the loan had gone to Fannie Mae. Oh, dear. So this is our government at work again. Mm-hmm. Seems to I me believe, it's justified, you know, that your, your, your complaint. To, to build money. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Isn't and what do you do about it? Yeah, what do you do? I mean, you're dealing with a monster government agency now at this point. Right. I mean, I have the money to get it caught up. But I'm not going to have 1800 extra dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the let the money go until I, I was satisfied with what the arrangement was, because uh, you're still in a negotiation phase. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're probably just trying to, like you say, bilk you if you don't. Like, for instance, like government agencies can send out invoices to people and say, you owe us this, and they'll just get paid because people don't want to deal with it. So right. you can just keep running it up the uh, management chain and go, you know, take it up to the next level or, or ask them for some sort of evidence of what the hell they're talking about. What lawyer's fees? I need this item. Itemized. They need to have some idea of yeah, what you you're referring to. Have it itemized. You can you can also um, look for people in your area that are going through the same sort of situation. If anybody in in your sort of geographic well, that's location, why, that's why I call. I thought maybe your listenership may have an idea of which way I should go. And in addition to that, um, when he he would not give me the exact figures over the phone, even though we went through a series of security questions to mm-hmm. to. Prove that I was the correct person he was talking to. I've got a fax machine to get these figures. <laughs> right? Who I has a fax machine these days? Machine. I don't even have the internet right now, fellas. I can't afford it. Right. That's a bummer, dude. Uh, well, I, I, like I say, maybe go through the the snail mail if that's what you uh, if that's what you have to do. Well, but get them to. Is this 
government at work. Yep, yep, you're absolutely right. It's annoying. It's sick. And uh, best of luck. Let us know how it turns out. I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, try to get them to break it down for you. So that way you can at least have some idea of what you're dealing with and then object. You know, object to it. You know, when, once they break it down, then object to it. What are you talking about? This was not necessary. I was paying you and whatever. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue here and talk to uh, Shadow is also listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Shadow. Hey, how are you doing, guys? What's on your mind, Shadow? Oh, I, I wanted to bring something up you guys might find a little bit amusing right here. It happened in uh, Bartow, Florida, and it started in Haines City. One of you guys might know where all that is. I've lived there in Bartow. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, back... Uh, a few years back and everything, some of us, we worked in orange groves, and we were firing the groves up, you know, the smudge pots and everything. So we walking home, and they had this gas station, the open window. So three, there was four of us, three of the, the guys crawled through the window, and I went in after them and everything. Said, man, get the heck out of here before some busybody calls. Well, somebody did, so we all go to jail and everything. And then uh, the, when the prosecutor was starting to find out he didn't have a case because the people in the gas station said, well, look, they didn't do any damage. They didn't steal anything. Mm. We should have fixed the window two months ago anyway. So as far as we're concerned, we're not doing any charges. Well, the judge wanted to let us go, but the prosecutor wouldn't let him because he blackmailed the judge about something. Oh, dear. So anyway, so, so we got going with that. And then, and then, of course, they made me pay. Uh, they put me in work release, made me pay the state $21 a week, room and board for being in a place I didn't have to be in to start with, and for, but for a crooked uh, prosecutor, it wouldn't be in. But here's the part right here where the retribution came in. Uh, a few, uh, some time later, I got up to Jacksonville, Florida, took up residence there. I got back into the biker scene again, and I was wanting to go down there and talk with the guy and take a few people with me and convince him to tr- to fix the records. But the uh, prosecutor? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I guarantee you, I know how to do that. <laughs> but anyway, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Go ahead. Clear. But the thing is, I, I was told by my guys and everything said, "Hey, man, you don't have to come down here anymore." The dude got caught out with somebody else's wife. The guy blew him away, man. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. Thanks for yeah. the call, Shadow. Appreciate the story tonight. 800-259-9231. Sometimes yeah. uh, karma is a bitch. You know, this. Uh, <laughs> I wonder about that um, in and of itself. You know, the, 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 guy, the, the cop that, that really pushed on my case and kind of twisted some of the facts and, mm-hmm. and uh, really twisted my arm. And, you know, I'm not saying that he did any, that. that I, that I got didn't deserve a certain amount of punishment, but that guy he ended up getting kicked off the force for uh, Dewey. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now, if you don't, we'll talk about self-immolation. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. But you better get your call in now. 1-800-259-9231. JJ is upset. We have not yet talked uh, talked about the uh, self-immolation case. And I don't know if we're going to have a chance tonight. Probably not. But if you want the latest information on that, you can go to freekeen.com. Scroll down just a little bit. And there's a very detailed piece that I wrote up today. I spent about almost two hours of my afternoon when I could have been doing other things, like for the show, <laughs> standing in the court courthouse reading through tomes of uh, of information on the this man who uh, set himself ablaze yesterday afternoon killed himself out in front of that very same courthouse and i ascertained exactly what was going on or at least as much as i could uh, within that period of time there's no way i could have uh, read it all uh, but I did uh, get a, a real good idea for what exactly was going through his head, and it's exactly as we thought. Uh, the speculation was that it was uh, that it was going to be maybe a family issue or a custody issue or something like that, and uh, and absolutely that was it. And he'd been pushed to the brink. And you can get details over at freekeen.com. But in the meantime, we continue with you and your thoughts. We go to Todd listening in Georgia. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Todd in Georgia. Going once. Todd in Georgia. Going twice. Hey, um. Yeah, that's, I'm here. Can you hear me? Go for it, Todd. Okay, I just had a little information for that caller who was talking about attorney's fees just a little while ago. Yeah, where he's got a situation where Fannie Mae or whatever took his uh, mortgage from his other bank, and now they're saying he owes a bunch of money for attorney's fees in addition to some bank payments. Yeah, I, I don't know what state he was calling from, and every state does it differently, but um, if the foreclosure process begins, it is very common that there's uh, attorney's fees associated with that. <clears throat> But it is really strange that uh, it would have gone to Fannie Mae without even any kind of uh, letter from them. So with all the, you know, these banks are all just uh, under mountains of foreclosure proceedings. So I would encourage him to to look into that because there have been, you know, accidental foreclosures on people's homes for different banks. I mean, they're all completely mixed up so it makes sense they're, they're, they're lost in the the mountain of paperwork and uh, the ball's going to get Absolutely. dropped here and there so yeah if you didn't yep. tell me you had my mortgage how can i possibly owe you anything yeah so he, he should definitely look into that before he pays any uh, any attorney's fees good there. suggestion todd thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you let's talk to david listening to xm's america's talk in tennessee hello david david in hey tennessee. guys how you doing tonight hey, great what's on your mind hey um i've been trying to get through to you guys i in the past, you've talked about, you know, what's going on with the police forces in America and, and how the, the brutality started to, to show in the in the forces. Um, I was actually uh, a 10-year Army veteran. Um, I've been to combat a few times. I was recruited heavily um, out of the military to sure. become a police officer, so I chose that. Uh, I chose that for about four or five years, and I realized that uh, the police are not out there to protect and serve any longer. I mean... And I'm not trying to to downplay, you know, my brothers that that my combat brothers, but uh, they're crazy. These guys <laughs> have been in combat for the. I mean, if you think about it, we've been at war for what 15 years now, straight. Well, I'm not uh, at war with uh, with anyone, but you mean the the U.S. government? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. The U.S. government has been at war with our military um, and with our our soldiers. But these guys are coming back and. And they have the same mentality. I mean, whether they're knocking on the door in Afghanistan or they're knocking on the door in uh, suburban Atlanta, they have the same mentality. Um, so just, I just following just, orders. But there's one other thing I disagree with you on. They are there to okay. protect and serve, but it's not you and I. They protect and serve their system, the state, uh, and their masters in, in, their, in the government. Absolutely. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there, you know, because people seem pretty perplexed at why 
while the rampant brutality is happening and why the police force has become the way it's become, and it's it's because of who they're employing. Yeah, um, you know, you talk to the older wrong with these guys. You talk to the older officers, and they'll tell you that things weren't the way they are today, the, back in their day, that uh, have, people were much you, more mellow. Is, have you written up anything about this, like you know, like a blog or some sort of uh, the way you see things from your perspective? No, I haven't. You know, I've 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 teetered on writing a book about it actually, and and I've done some research, and, and from what I what I ascertain is is that about seventy five percent. Of all the guys who are actually out on the street and out on the beat in the SWAT teams, those guys are combat veterans at this point. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's not a bad thing to be a combat veteran. These guys made their choices. I made my choices. Uh, but, I mean, it changes your mentality. I mean, it really does. And, you know, to put a gun back in these guys' hands, you know, and just last year they were talking about, you know, in the gun control laws, that if you are a combat veteran that you might not be able to have a uh, – uh, a permit to carry a gun any longer. Unless you're uh, a cop. These are exactly the guys that we're putting guns, the hands of the guns mm-hmm. into. You know, and so but, the guys who know, they're saying are mentally disturbed. <laughs> one of the reasons I think that they recruit from uh, the military is there's this idea in the military that uh, the, the the average uh, you know enlisted guy isn't going to follow an illegal order. They tell you this: you never follow an illegal order. But then they act the opposite. Um, the, you know, the, the real life kicks in, and you better follow every order you're given. And I don't care. You better not question whether it's legal or Ill- illegal. And so you're sort of taught over that four or six years or eight years or however long you're in that you follow orders and then the cops are of course told uh look you gotta you gotta respect everybody's constitutional rights except that you must get them to give up their constitutional rights every time you can you push against them all the time you try to uh you you try to uh, you know trick them into uh, giving them up or you just run right over them don't worry we'll we'll get your back and you know, which what do you expect them to do? Of course, they're not going to to you yeah, know protect I mean, their constitutional was, rights. Like I said, I did it for five years, and uh, I was actually in Atlanta, and I was with the uh, the Red Dog unit in Atlanta, which is a a drug enforcement type SWAT team. Oh man! Um, well, I was the worst on, of the worst. I seriously encourage yeah, you to write about it. Yeah, I tell you, it's a uh, it, it's a uh, it's really disturbing the amount of brutality that that goes well that's where you get you get on a team like that that's where you get the real adrenaline junkie type cops now i I agree with jj's suggestion here that you might want to write something about up about it and specifically go to copblock.org uh have you heard of copblock before uh, no, sir, I yeah. have not. Take a moment. Go to copblock.org. It's run by a couple of friends of ours. There's a bunch of people across the country that write for them, and they'll accept articles from anybody. So if you right. come to them and you write up a piece, uh, they'll likely publish it on uh, on their website. And it might be, it might be a little uh, starter for you. You know, Maybe you would you know, get, get, get the ball rolling on uh, writing well, more. I, and I think also it might connect you with other veterans who feel the same way you do. And, and then maybe you start networking and you have sort of a support network of, of people who have been through a lot what you've been through and – and you have someone to talk to about it, and and some Good of your point. your ideas too. You know, you'll find someone that connects with you on that level too, and then you know you'll have a, a much well, richer life. You know, in the end, what it really comes back down to is all of us guys who have went and fought for our country. Now we need to fight for our country. There you go. Now, well, now it's time to fight for your country. I see where you're coming from. I'd rather be uh, free rather than fighting for a government. But I thank you for that. I understand well, what yeah, you're saying. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I guess fight for our freedom. There, there you our, go. And I'm done fighting, too. But I understand where you're coming from, because I've been there, and I thank you for the call. Well, I haven't been in the military, thank goodness. But, JJ, you I think his heart's in the right place. Yeah, I think so, too. He sounds like a good guy. Uh, It's just that there's these phrases. A lot of platitudes in society that that just sort of exist. And, you know, know, what what evidence do we have that people in the military are fighting for our freedom? I'd love to, you know. They're fighting for politicians. And I'm done with the country. I want nothing to do with the United States uh, federal government. As far as I'm concerned, it can break up tomorrow. Washington, D.C. 
I think that the best way to phrase it is Washington, D.C. I don't want to have anything to do with California either. I or mean, the whatever. Fed. But the California doesn't have a federal government. So Washington, D.C. is where the federal government, because if Washington, D.C. seems far away, whereas America mm-hmm. and the federal yeah. government seems, when you say the United States, yeah. I don't want anything to do with the United States federal government. There's an IRS office here in our city. That much is true. I don't want anything to do with them. Their their main place is Washington, D.C. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, Talk to Marcus, the one-man rock band, calling from New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm real excited about Pork Fest coming up this week, and I want to just tell everybody that if they're thinking about going, they got to be there. It's it's the greatest time. Uh, I I can't wait to be there. Um, And it it, it helps... um, energize you uh and i you know of course can't wait to move to new hampshire but i'm not moving today so i'm going to pork fest and uh i'll also be performing on wednesday night you've been this is is this your third pork fest yes this Uh, is my third pork fest yeah you're with uh nothing project that's correct and uh 12 to 1 a.m thursday morning or wednesday night the last band of the night at the free keen pavilion is marcus uh with nothing project and uh, one man band. It's always a pleasure to see Marcus playing because he yeah. can do a lot with incredible. all his limbs and uh, <laughs> his voice, of course. So I'm really looking forward to it again, Marcus. Lots of uh, new talent coming in too. Uh, first time bands uh, appearing this year. Yeah, we've as got well. 25 bands plus. Good so Lord. we've pretty much tripled the amount of bands as last year. And so there's a lot of lot of new talents and a lot of uh, there's a lot of hip hop this year. I think that's a, that's an interesting it's a new addition. Yeah, last year was a couple, but this year. It's about a third of the bands are uh, the hip hop or electronica type. So, Marcus, when I you just say no to heck, heck no to techno. Mar- <laughs> Marcus, when are you moving up? Um, well, you know, I, I I actually had to change my plans a bit because of some personal stuff. But you know, uh, the the plan right now is is hopefully you know def- definitely within uh, a year. You know, oh man, within, it'll be here. That'll be here before you know it. I mean, a year uh, doesn't I, take. I sure ho- I, I sure hope so, because I miss being there already. Very cool. We'll see you uh, next <laughs> week. Like. And thanks forward to it, Marcus. for the call tonight. So if we didn't get you on tonight, don't worry. We're back tomorrow night. You can always join us then. And, of course, online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You've, hear, you've heard a lot about Porkfest. A lot of people are going, uh, and it's not too late for you. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can use our discount code, FREETALKLIVE. Run it all together as one word, and you'll save 20%. That's where we're going to be all next week. Uh, Tomorrow night, we're back here in the studio, and we'll see you then. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com.